previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Woke up to police slash detectives in my house with a search warrant for dad. We have no answers. My mom now is a nervous wreck for the next 15 months or so. Oh, on March 12th, who's Michael? Been texting Michael and it makes me happy, a smiley face. Oh. I think that they say uh, over half of uh, women who give birth poop on the table. Some people feel jealous that they can't bottom more easily. And I don't mean just like prep more easily, but like can't receive a dick in the same way. Usually gay men will identify as top, bottom, or verse. And what are you, Cam? Whole spectrum there. We don't have to get into that. I just made my dick so beautiful. I gave my dick a beautiful haircut. A stray hair on your shaft, I believe, is what we were talking about yesterday. (laughs) Hey, sometimes you'll get one like way up near the tip and you're like, excuse me, what are you doing up here? This is not where you live. Ran away from your friends. (laughs) Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this theme a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Cam, how you doing? Uh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. My name is Mike. My name is Cam. And this, and this is my best friend's journal. Hey, we kind of got it, I think. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, how's things in Philly, my friend? Uh, Good. We have another freaking snowstorm coming. This will be the third one, but honestly, I don't leave the house, barely drive. My car is probably under four feet of snow, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you saw the vault? Oh, I actually did drive recently. I went to go see my friend Gabriella and meet her new little baby. He <gasps> was so cute. He was dressed in a little like um little teddy bear little snowsuit. Yeah, it was so cute. And um <laughs> we perched him up on a chair like he was by himself and I was like, Who left their baby here? <laughs> Oh my god, I had a friend in college who uh who was such a chubby baby that his mom um could just set him places and he would just like sit down in his own little rolls. So she would like she <laughs> like would make little, dinner. Um, who's that giant it, character from Star Wars? I don't watch it, but the one, you know, Job of the Hut. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was a little baby Job of the Hut. He she would literally just sit him on the kitchen counter when he was like too old to set up by himself, but he would just like sit down into his rolls and just be there while she made dinner. As hysterical <laughs> as that is, I'm very scared about leaving a baby unattended on the counter. At least just do that. Well, on I mean, the floor. she was in the room. She didn't just like leave him in there and go about Even if her you're business. in the room, you don't want it to end up like a volleyball situation where she's got to go like dive to spike him up in case he falls off the counter, you know? <laughs> yeah, we one does not dive to spike, but you almost made a sports reference. Oh yeah. No, I get it. Spike is when you jump up. You know what I mean? What's the thing when you dive to get the ball? You, just a, a just dive. dive. All right. Well, yeah. try not to spike your babies. Um, <laughs> anyway, that was lovely. And then on the way back, I stopped at Ikea because she lives close to one and it's like my favorite treat. Mostly I go for the vegan hot dogs. <laughs> I, I thought you were doing a Jonathan Van Ness because she lives close to one, meaning yourself, but you meant Gabriella. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I meant, meant that lady. Um, okay. Uh-huh. And so I got myself a couple hot dogs because I was starving and I love their hot dogs. And then those was, vegan hot dogs are bomb as hell with little pickled onions. So freaking good. My 
mm. farts were like pretty gnarly afterward. And I have to say it was probably the hot dogs, but it's so worth it. And also living alone, I don't give a fuck how bad my farts are. I don't, I don't think of, I never, I never second guess a fart. I'm never like, should I not subject someone to this? Like who cares, you know? Yeah, you're going to be really fun to hang out with after <laughs> quarantine is over or after the pandemic subsides. Um, do you second guess your farts? Do you think like my husband's in the room? I'll try not to fart. Um, Usually I do. I Because I really don't like being like, like, I think it's even if you're married to someone, it's just the nicer thing to do to go somewhere else and fart. But there, you know, sometimes you're just laying on the couch. You're like, eh, whatever. We live together. We're going to let this happen. Totally. So um, that is one of the perks of being single. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Oh, um, my mom will love that. Thank you for that. It's her favorite thing ever. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm only here to, you know, amuse your mother. Oh, and and my mother's only here to amuse us. This is my gayest moment of the week. Do you want to hear? I couldn't <laughs> possibly be more excited. Gay, 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 gay. She texts me last thursday when the episode comes out and she goes just listen to this week's episode laugh out loud a few times pew pew <laughs> she, i guess you <laughs> did said i do pew- that last week you must have i don't remember but maybe just in passing anyway she loves the pew pews um <laughs> then this took me a second i was like what the hell is she talking about she goes i lost it when cam said now what are you doing down there you don't belong there dot 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 ha ha and i was like what and then i remembered she's talking about your rogue shaft hair um <laughs> When you're like, what are you doing over there? You don't belong there. Oh, God in heaven. <laughs> but she didn't say rogue shaft hair. She, I think she thought the funny part was just the, what are you doing? Like, it had nothing to do with the actual uh-huh. genitals of it all. Oh, um, my God. Your mom's making comments about my pubes. <laughs> that's a sentence I, I would like you to not say again, please. Give myself a beautiful, what? I said, that's a sentence I would like you to not say again, please. Um, <laughs> but also, since you've sang your little song, I want you to know, that although I was disparaging about it, my friend Amy said it was a bop and it stuck in her head. And she's like a proper musician, so um, Thank congrats. Thank you, Amy. Send me that violin track. We are going <laughs> to work on putting this together. It's like it's like the Ratatouille musical. We'll do it over TikTok. We'll put it together in pieces, and then it's going to go viral. MBFJ the musical would be so disgusting. Like, ha- Do musicals have ratings? Like, Would this be a rated X musical? not rated x but definitely nc-17 mm-hmm. uh yeah we'd have to have a song about you glimpsing your hole in the mirror oh, we'd stop have to have it. A, i don't need to bring that up to, any more times <laughs> have to have a song about rogue shaft hairs your mom would have to be a character oh my god it would be great i don't love anything about the you know the structure of that whole paragraph <laughs> i like everything about it we have a few uh musical uh, a few musical listeners i think that we could really collab on this thing anyway continue we'll we'll circle back on that so we're not even at the gayest moment yet those are just those are just revving us up the real gayest moment here is your gayest moment was not discussing my shaft hairs with your mom believe it or not it wasn't <laughs> because she follows it with and i will preface this by saying my mom has listened to every single episode of this podcast, every episode, and she has occasionally watched RuPaul's Drag Race. She is not completely ignorant to gay culture. Okay. She said, someday you will have to tell me what a bottom slash top is, dot, dot, dot. Not tonight, though. Going to bed. So tired. Love you so much. <laughs> Great episode. Of all things to not get yet, mom. I, I'm so confused. Have we not covered this? I feel like... Maybe we haven't because we just, it's so basic. No, we have talked about it. We've talked about it with uh, my sister's sister's in law, -law, I think. For sure. Okay. So, again, for the uh, straight moms out there, bottoming means you are the receptive partner in. Means you're taking a dick. Yes. Thank you, Cam, to my mother. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the, and topping is you are the, um, 
insertive partner? Is that what we'd say? I would say you're the one that's given that dick. Yeah, but is there like a, what would be the most like clinical the, way to say that? Uh, I don't know. Receptive and p- p- penetrative. Penetrative? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that on Grinder profiles. Are you a penetrator or a receptor? Uh, receptor. receptor. Are you a receiver? Receptacle. <laughs> That's how I that's that's how uh, I identify. I am a receptacle. That's actually your grinder name. It's just receptacle. <laughs> receptacle six nine six nine. Anyway, oh, God. that's my gayest moment. My friend, the cum dump. So uh, while we're here, Mr. Cameron, have you yourself a gayest moment? I I have indeed. Um, so mine is much less sex focused and much more um just gay indignation so the other night i was sitting on the couch um peter was upstairs working i have like five nights alone every week where i'm just like kind of i don't know banging around the house by myself trying to like wind down from a day with no company those are good uh, times to let out those farts by the way just saying uh, (laughs) they sure are um we'll go back to that in a minute because i do need some like listener source recommendations for something but anyway gayest moment the other night i'm sitting on the couch watching television um and i just got a weird bee in my bonnet to go look for bee in my uh, bonnet that's uh-huh. like the sweetest little angry expression <laughs> i i just really wanted to go see if our old condo that i renovated uh in california was on airbnb because it was a vacation home it had never been on airbnb before and i just kind of thought that maybe this with this weird year and with rental rates like very high and people trying to ski a lot maybe it would be on there i don't know i just had a feeling and it was i did a little digging and i found my old condo my precious pride and joy very first renovation on airbnb and michael you know this already but the new owners had the audacity of hope decorate is this barack obama (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the new owners had the audacity of hope. It's the Obamas. They're hard up and they're set. they're renting their vacation place out. No. Sorry, Go ahead. <laughs> they had the audacity to hang what has to be a seven foot marlin Mm-mm-mm-mm. taxidermied fish on the wall of my beautiful condo. Friends, it's not it mine is anymore. vile. I, he sent me a picture and I was pissed. Also... All the furniture that I had picked out there is now decorated with really dowdy comforters and Americana throw pillows. So Ugh. I flew into a full gay mm-hmm. rage because the last time I saw pictures were like the beautiful pictures we took before we left. And this like shat all over all that. And I was like, God damn it. I shouldn't have looked this up. I shouldn't have like looked behind the curtain. I should have left this as a, you know, a mm-hmm. beautiful memory in my mind. Um, it's not like the most incredible place in the world, but I was proud of it. And it was our special place, like our happy place. I absolutely no, loved it. It was gorgeous. You put your blood, sweat and tears in there literally. And I got to stay there a couple times and it was, honestly such a lovely ski home it was so i mean it was perfect it was out of a fucking magazine it could have been a magnolia it was so beautiful and so that's very sweet of you picture picture your favorite joanna Gaines moment and then bastardize it with a seven foot marlin (laughs) so we had taken a piece of art down from a a big wall in the living room um and you know they it needed art so i figured that they would probably replace it with something I don't know, similar to what we had had, maybe. I don't know. They didn't. They put taxidermy on the wall. And not even, like, mountain taxidermy. Like, they didn't even, like, put antlers or anything. It's a fucking marlin. Like, in the mountains. Very out of place. I flew into a full gay rage. I texted, like, 14 people. And you had the... You were by far the most, uh, like, indignified. Because you just kind of joined me on my my gay level of of shrieking uh, (laughs) abject horror. You know what? (laughs) People have a right to do what they want with a home they buy. But... 
I have a right to believe that their trash level of taste is unforgivable. It, it just really pissed me off and I really have no right to be or had no right to be pissed off that much for that long. But I went to bed in like a, a, a <laughs> dark a dark humor that night. <laughs> Dreaming of Marlins. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. But I've since gotten over it. Now it's a little funny. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. They do say uh, comedy is tragedy plus time. So there you are. Uh, um, <laughs> you said tragedy. That might be overstating it. <laughs> it is not. You haven't seen this Marlin people and the fucking flag pillow. Anyway, you said uh, a couple seconds ago, we'd circle back to, I believe you were looking for content. Oh, yes. I have got to stop looking at screens so much because I've gotten into this, um, this whole kind of cycle throughout the week where when Peter works every evening, like I work until I just can't anymore until I'm tired and, you know, I, I wind down for the evening and I just spend every evening staring at a screen. It's either my phone or the TV. And we're in the middle of a really good TV show that you recommended. We can talk about that in a minute, but I need like that hour before bed. I just need mm-hmm. to like start reading a book. I need to get off my fucking phone or get off the screen. I'm sick of it. <laughs> um, but I really am craving good fiction. I've been listening to so many books lately, but I just need like a good Paper. I'm not going to get it on a Kindle. I'm going to order mm. a book, you know, printed on paper that smells like a book, that reads like a book, must be a book. When I got my very first Kindle a billion years ago, I got the very simple one that only has all you can do is go buy books and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like They I, still sell the, a version of that, which is great. Yeah, an even better one that looks like paper. But still, there's a satisfaction in smelling the pages, flipping the pages, mm-hmm. folding the corners, underlining with a pencil. Love all that. Um, Quick, Kindle. The only time I really love a Kindle is when I'm traveling because I don't love mm-hmm. the bulk of books. I think that's totally. great. But I still I don't want one that's a tablet as well because you're right. I just needs to be a the closest thing to a book as possible anyway please continue i want to recommend books to you but everything i like is nonfiction, and there's some great gay nonfiction that is an easy read that feels like it could be fiction because it's just a story maybe that would be okay i mean honestly i will i will look into any recommendations that you have but my favorite bedtime reading is just a really good novel i just love to fall in it doesn't have to be a different world it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be like a fantasy but i just like to fall into a different like a you know a, a rich story a beautifully written story that's just the kind of thing until my eyes get tired you know when mm-hmm. it's nonfiction, a lot of the time I take it like too seriously or like it becomes That's a true. little bit too real and like keeps my it lights my mind up a little bit differently. I was just reading a, a collection of David Sedaris essays in his new book and he I was into it like it was fiction. And then he said something about some trash someone said about Barack Obama. And I was like snapped right back to real world and the current politics. And you're absolutely right. It can you know, uh-huh. defeat the purpose it, of what you're looking for. Yes. Even it doesn't even have to be like a happy story and to still be like a- escapey, you know, yeah. just take you kind of out of, out of your day to day. Well, I'll throw that to the listeners then. If anyone's got a recommendation for cam, cause I certainly can't help here. Let him know what a good gay. Yes. Gay. <laughs> let him know what a good, <laughs> don't put your shit on me. It doesn't have to be gay. Although I do, I do like a gay character. I just don't require it. Fine. Any good fiction for cam, let him know and do not dare message me with that. I don't want your garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he only wants slightly painful nonfiction that will keep him in a Twitching. constant state yeah. of unease. Um, yeah, okay, great. So although I have no books to recommend for you, I did recommend a show to you that we are both now obsessed with that I think a lot of folks are, but do not sleep on this if you're not. Get in on Search Party. Yeah, it's currently in its fourth season. 
Uh, we've been hearing about it for years. I feel like it's like this little kind of like critical darling that a lot of people talk about, but I I don't know anyone who personally who's gotten really into it. Um, but you started watching it and I was like, that's the push I need. I'm just going to start this thing I've been hearing about for years. It is so good. It is so unique and delightful and so well written and well like conceived. It's a, it is a wonderful show. While these are very different shows, there are two similarities between Search Party and Shit's Creek that I would like to compare, and that is that one, it's I feel like it's doing that kind of slow build like Shit's Creek. It took Shit's Creek until like season five to really get popular. And also the absurdity of the characters in the world they are in is amazing. They like the characters are very similar. The circumstances are very different and the storytelling is very different, but they they know how to like go to extremes with these people who could be incredibly unlikable, but somehow we find love for. I feel like it's a show of um, like contradictions and juxtapositions. Like there are so like the main character is Alia Shakat. She's the um, she was maybe on Arrested Development. Um, Definitely in Arrested Development. And I'm trying to think. <laughs> maybe was her name. <laughs> oh. <In Arrested> <laughs> Development. <laughs> hilarious so obviously yes. i have uh-huh. not watched arrested development <laughs> michaela has been screaming at me for years like since we met to watch arrested development so maybe uh-huh. one day maybe it's, it's pretty genius <laughs> maybe it's a fucking who's on first joke <laughs> <laughs> anyway she's great she's in a ton of shit she is truly fabulous she's an amazing actor and also when i say like juxtaposition and contradiction like she is quite a serious character like a a very she plays like a pretty straight character where you are you believe her Mm -hmm. um and she's complicated and it's it's like it's serious and then like the supporting cast are these people who are just true caricatures of humans and it all (laughs) somehow makes sense and works and it's a murder mystery show and it goes from like being like very stressful to laugh out loud funny like it is it is so complicated uh in in that like it's almost impossible to succinctly describe but it is great so my pitch to you which is kind of the way i've been trying to sell this show to everyone is you can disagree with it but i feel like the easiest sell has been it is a strange kind of cross between schitt's creek and killing eve it's like Twists and turns of Killing Eve with like characters from Shit's Creek, but in its own world altogether. I yeah, I I will go with you there. I don't see the um, I like it's a little bit harder for me to compare it to Shit's Creek because Shit's Creek is so like heartwarming and like laugh out loud all the time. And there's some episodes of the show that are just like very dark and mm-hmm. there's very little to be funny about. But then the next episode will be just like true like slapstick. So yeah, it is. You're, you're right. It is a, a weird kind of complicated conglomeration of all these things. The Shit's Creek of it to me is the absurdity of the characters. Like Elliot is and Portia. Elliot and Portia, but Portia is like maybe a little too sweet for any Shit's Creek character. But uh, Elliot is like a he could be a Moira or a David. Like he has those yes. absurd qualities, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's uh it's really good. It's streaming on what are we watching it on? HBO, HBO Max? Max, yep. Yeah. Um so I, I recommend that to to anyone. It's it's really short. The first season is really twisty and turny and does not end up where you think it's going to. And it's uh it's it's Delightful. just great. It'll keep you on the edge of your seat and laughing out loud. So do yourself a favor, watch I was gonna say watch It's Creek and also watch Search Party. <laughs> uh and do Cam a favor and send him a book recommendation because your illiterate friend Mike can't. We will put a recommendation reminder on Instagram stories. Maybe we'll just do a little, uh, you know, fill in the blank here for any, any novels you've got because I could use them. I need to escape my screens. Help. Help. (gasps) 
I know a way to escape a screen. I know you're going to say it. I'll teach you to it. You did. I'm going to read your journal, okay? Yeah, let's get into some good literature. <laughs> Bye. <sighs> I got the blue, all in blue. March 16th, 2016. Tell us where we were. We are in the middle of that show dogfight still in Philly. I've been going back and forth to New York a lot, um, and that's all. Oh, oh, no, that's not all. I've started talking to that guy, Michael, who I said was very like me. Oh, yes. So you interviewed at an agency, seemed interested, but thoroughly deconstructed my resume, headshot, and just said they'd let me know. Huh? These are the people I said last time uh, were the agents of the guy I replaced. Um, okay. And the whole the whole thing was awkward. As soon as I was like, oh, yeah, I replaced the guy from your agency, they just lost interest completely. How does one deconstruct a headshot? I mean, like... <laughs> this is too smiley. The, your shirt color doesn't bring out your eyes. We need more. Like, just all Ugh, kinds of stuff like that. Gross. Yeah. I hate these people. I hate them. I hate it. Uh, Mick came after show. So, Oh, she came down to Philly? Uh, yeah. She's been to uh-huh. almost every show I've been in since we've met. What what a supportive friend. Um, she came after the show. You all went bowling. You love bowling. This is a very bowl-heavy contract. Oh, yeah. You know, um, what a freaking disgusting sport. Uh, sport, LOL. But you know what I mean. Um, the co- they, na- we they think, say it's a sport. We think about it now with COVID, like how fucking gross. We are eating finger foods, sticking our hands in communal balls, putting them back in our mouths. Like, it's really nasty. I think about it every time people order a bunch of food at a at a bowling alley and, you know, it shows up. It's always like wings always, and nachos. Like, yes. okay, so you're just going to lick your fingers and put them back in those holes. They're never getting washed. I mean, maybe they're getting sprayed down, but, like, I doubt people are, like, really scrubbing out those holes. Also, like, during the <laughs> Stop game... Stop saying things about licking fingers and sticking them in holes. <laughs> during the game, people are picking up different balls and trying out different balls with their slobber beer french fry fingers it's so gross yeah and then they have Um, another like three people to go at least that's time to kill eating more shit so you just perpetuate this disgusting cycle i think about this a lot at the gym like pretty much every time i go uh how gross it was before like at a crossfit gym um because now when like in addition to like you know masking and distancing and all this kind of shit we have to disinfect everything that we touch like there's all these Mm -hmm. like bottles of disinfectant and rags and it's like very there there's instructions posted all over the gym about how you're supposed to wipe your shit down and and you know the correct way to do it and all this kind of stuff and i think about that like we used to just put our equipment away at the gym you know like even things like pull-up bars where people are getting up there your hands are ripping open sometimes like maybe if you're lucky someone wiped that down but like the amount of shit that is on every surface amount of just literal blood sweat and tears (laughs) are on every surface in a place like that now it feels so normal to be wiping all that shit down and we should have been literally disinfecting everything i mean the the best i can say is that like it used to be like if you bled on it, you should wipe it off. Yikes! I know it's it, oh, it's I a whole wipe. different world. I think about it so differently. <laughs> I wipe. Period. <laughs> I, I, I wipe before. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I've never wiped a day in my life. I need that bidet. It's getting real gross down there. Um, I wipe before and after, which, uh, you know, feels nuts. But, like, I'm wiping after to be courteous, and I wipe before because I don't trust anyone else. But you didn't used to do that. You used to pick it up and then wipe it down to be courteous in, like, a regular gym, right? Yeah, I wiped after. I didn't wipe before. Yeah. If you take nothing else from today's episode, just know that Mike wipes before and after. Imagine wiping before you have to, like, run to the bathroom. Like, I just want to prep the area, like, surgery. <laughs> Oh God! I have the past couple mornings have been having that um, 
just that magical feeling of when you're brewing your coffee, not even the first sip of coffee, but when you smell the coffee mm-hmm. and the poop just drops into place, you know what I'm talking about? I it's do, like, but I'm no effort. I'm like so immune nice. to it now. I, it, it takes me a couple cups of coffee and really if I've eaten some breakfast, it kind of gets, it, it nullifies the coffee effect. Like I no longer am so susceptible to insta poop from uh, coffee. I have never, uh, I've never known that phenomenon. I've never become immune to it. It, uh, generally happens within my first cup of coffee that I, I just need to need to go. Sometimes it doesn't. And then I am really sad because especially on days when I'm going to the gym, I'm like, I want to work uh-huh. out empty, you know? Yes. Or I don't want to be like lifting heavy weight and afraid I'm going to like, you know, pinch <laughs> off a little rosebud. Oh my God. Did you have to, whatever? <laughs> I, um, I want to have pooped before any reason for leaving the house. I like to just, you know, start the day fresh. Um, real quick, while we're on this, so we, we always seem to get to this at some point in the episode. Um, to poop? To poop, yeah. Another friend of mine who just gave birth called to respond to so our... So many of those. I know. She called to respond to last week's discussion about pooping while giving birth. And she said it was like her number one fear all nine months of pregnancy was that she was going to shit. And mostly because she didn't want her partner to see her shitting, which I get. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. she belabored that point to say, after all that... <laughs> belabored? Hey! It was not intentional. I wish I was so good. Okay. Um, <laughs> to say that after all that, she didn't poop at all and in fact didn't poop didn't poop on the table didn't poop on the table then didn't poop for four days afterward i'm like oh she was constipated.com yeah you know what it makes sense like everything is getting rearranged in there the baby could be blocking shit at, you know it just is it's it's a lot know, on your organs but you know what's scary is that like after giving birth vaginally it's, I've heard that pooping can be, especially if there's any kind of tearing, uh, it, pooping can be so, so painful. So Ugh. a four-day hard-ass poop yeah. after that, oh my God, I might just have to ask for another epidural. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's a good idea. But the point is just to say that, like, <laughs> I think we made this clear last time, but it doesn't happen to everyone. It happens a lot. A lot of crazy shit's going to happen, but who knows what. <laughs> crazy shit. I did just Google it to see uh, if we misstated it because I said I, it was my impression that over half of women do. There's an article at the top of my Google search that says, uh, hate to tell you this, but you are 100% going to shit on the table. So... <laughs> Well, that it happens maybe ninety eight percent, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that it's a it's a good expectation to have, and if you don't, then pleasant surprise. Also, partners can get the fuck over it. Like, I get it. Nobody wants uh, anyone. Yeah. No. Yeah. No one wants their partner to watch them do that. That's awful. But like, deal. Have you ever seen a birth? Um, I've only... never even seen a video of one. No. Oh, you went to like no. Indiana Christian School, not Christian School, but you know what I mean. We saw uh-huh. one. We saw the Miracle of Life video in eighth or ninth grade which feels late for that but yeah we watched uh i remember it's just baby. like literally a baby coming out vaginally yup and it's i feel like a lot of people listening to this will have seen the same video the baby comes out looking bluish i mean it's healthy and fine it just i was shocked to see that and also the bush on the woman was so remarkable it looked like a huge afro on the baby <laughs> <laughs> that tickles me um yep have never seen it i you know even my dearest friend like if if one of my dear girlfriends wanted me in the room with her for some reason husband couldn't be there wasn't didn't have a partner whatever it is would absolutely do that i'm not making eye contact with that situation though i'm just gonna hold her hand and cheer her on you know i don't know that i'd be able to look away it is kind of amazing really (laughs) yeah it is amazing i would happily like you know stare upon that gooey baby with love but i don't (laughs) need to see it on its exit God made me gay for a reason. He knew I couldn't handle that. 
Um, March 17th, fun day in Philly with Janine, B2, and Mick. Stopped at several vegan places and bought a bubbler. Bubble. I bet you don't mean a water fountain. I bet you mean like a like a, a pipe. Yeah, like a little a, a like a mini apparatus. A mini bong. Um, I have never again okay. used the word bubbler, so that's funny that that's what I chose to write. Bubbler. Then you grocery shopped. Um, you paid half, not a third, because it's easy to take advantage of a single person. Oh well, I don't <laughs> think that was anyone's intention. Just kind of the way it worked out, and it bummed me out. I get it though. You're one third of the group. You shouldn't be charged half. That's that's pretty gross. I mean, yeah, I I don't love to like nickel and dime, but perhaps thirds would have been more appropriate. Yeah, I completely agree. Um. Michaela saw the terrible show, and then we went to John's, your favorite bar. Um, yeah, my dive. On the 18th of March, really sad today, woke up to a Venmo request from B2 for half of the gas, not a third. Another punishment for being single. Oh, shit. I just want someone on my team. <laughs> I feel very lonely. I'm the only one looking oh. after me, and it's not going well. Nothing to look forward to. Yikes. Nice to talk to Weibo. Yikes, this is a not a good day, my friend. I'm so oh sorry. Oh my god. Yeah, every every other every word you said I thought was the last one, and then it just kept getting worse. <laughs> I was obviously feeling a very specific way. I mean, we've already been over the point of splitting the money, but um I don't know. I guess it's so sometimes I get in a place where it's easy to take it all to being single, which is I don't know, it's not all about that. It just starts you start to uh, compound your issues. If that happened today. Do you think that you would stand up for yourself and say you think it's more fair to only pay a third, or would you just keep the piece and pay the money? I'm curious. I don't think one's right or wrong, because there are some reasons for both. I just don't know. I don't know the answer. I would like to say I would stand up for myself, but sometimes when you're in situations with friends, I don't know, you have to decide what is the more important battle to you. Yeah, totally. Especially when you're living with people, and you have to, like, do I then have to spend the next few weeks dealing with an awkward situation that I can avoid. Like it, it's very circumstantial. I would hope I'd stick up for myself, but yeah, I don't know. Um, on the 19th of March, you tried to be in a better mood, but still sad. Two shows sushi in between with Zach and his brother. Who's Zach? Uh, he was the lead in the show. Oh, okay. Um, you got ice cream from Trader Joe's and ate at Victoria's. Kyle came over after show and got Chinese food on the 20th of March. Let's see here. Show then stopped it. Payway and drove to NYC with Caitlin. Um, Payway, like fast Chinese food. Yeah, and I had never had it. I don't think I've had it again to this day, but I remember really loving it. Do you know? You know, in case anyone cares. Know who owns them? Oh, God, who? Oh, it's not a bad thing. P.F. Chang's. They're the same company. Oh, okay. I thought Um, you were going to be like, Chick-fil-A, you homophobe. (laughs) No, Mike Pence. Um, Um, that happened to me once in, I was going to go ice skating in Central Park with my friend Ilsa oh. and we get to the park and it says probably owned by Donald Trump, and we were like, uh-huh. and just did a full 180 and walked away. New York City just canceled all the contracts with <laughs> and like all in Central Park with the carousel and everything. So I don't think that he has naming rights for that stuff anymore. Thank God. He's been really, really uh, ostracized from that city he once called home. Why? That's, it's pretty unfair of those liberal elites. Like he's... <laughs> He's just trying to serve his country, you know, support our guys in blue. hate you. Oh, I hate you so much. Uh, so after Payway and going to NYC with Caitlin, do I know Caitlin? Nope. Just another lovely castmate. Okay. Uh, you said one week till I'm back for good. Oh, we're almost at the end of this contract. Uh, oh, that was a quick one. You drank with Kick and Mick. And that will be every journal entry for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> drank with Kick and Mick. <laughs> Pretty much. March 21st. Terrible audition for happy days. Yikes. Give us a little little Monday, Tuesday, happy days. Monday, Tuesday. 
great <laughs> Tuesday uh, uh, felt much better after great audition for Into the Woods tour. Um, then it says took Allie to a Thai place with Kick, made cake, and watched Broad City and Drag Race. Oh, that sounds very on brand. Oh, Allie is uh, Michaela's little sister who's visiting us, I suppose. And oh, also, fun. was that what was that Thai place called? Did I write it? It's really hard. It looks like tongue tie. Oh, no, that'd be cute. It's tongue thong, which was is just like the worst name ever. Um, and it's my favorite Thai place. It was right down the street from my place in New York. Tongue thong? Yeah, get used to it. You'll see it a lot. Tongue thong. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought it was tongue tie, which is a cute little, you know, we have a place here called Thai bow. Oh, that's cute. I uh-huh. like tongue thong. Or is it bow tie? <laughs> Maybe it's bow tie. Either way. Maybe it's Botox. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I don't know. I got I got a needle in the face and it was delicious. Um, <laughs> March twenty second, breakfast with Kick Mick and Allie. Got Blossom du jour. Uh oh, getting closer and closer to Blossom and picnic in Central Park. Oh, that's so fun! A little How carry out v- vegan. Um, <laughs> that <Vagin>. drove <laughs> drove back with Caitlin to Philly last week of shows. Woo! On the twenty third, one show then final bowling night. Was too high and wasn't too happy to see Michael. Was bummed that he canceled our date for earlier in the day. In the same day? So, apparently. I don't know. I'm not you. I'm just reading <laughs> that, the words on the page. I don't remember exactly. Obviously, something happened because we haven't been talking and I'm all depressy yeah. fish about being single. But I'm depressy wondering. Depressy fish. <laughs> that's something. Side note. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned this before. My friend Hannah and I used this term because one day she just said it. I was like sad. She's like, stop being all depressy fish. And I was like, I'm not depressy fish. Like it was a normal word. And now it's part of the vernacular. (laughs) I like that very much. Yeah, it's not Um, a normal thing to say. But if he canceled a date on the same day and then showed up at this group bowling thing, I'm going to be pissed uh, retroactively for several years ago. Well, (laughs) That I'll never find out about. (laughs) You are not happy to see him um, on March 24th. After the show, last minute decided to go to Drag Wars in Philly with... Castmate Glenn? Oh, Glenn. Yes, with Glenn. So fun. Smoked with Laganja. Met Mimi M first and Vicky Vox. Michael was there. Oh, I'm, excuse I'm me. Excited about, I'm excited about two of those drag queens, and I'll let you um, figure out which two. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Vicky Vox? <laughs> oh, no. I actually love Vicky Vox. She's the, she sings her. Boy oh. is a Bottom with Willem and Detox. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's never been on Drag Race. Okay, so here we go. Michael was there. You drew a little heart. I've never seen that in the in the journal before. And you colored it in. <laughs> drew a little heart. We kissed and hooked up when he dropped me off. Yeah! Tell me everything. Well... How was that dick? What did you do? How do you um, smell? How do you taste? Okay. Draw me a I picture. I don't know. I am confused about this canceled date earlier and then, but I guess you'd do it too. If someone you were really into canceled date and the next day was like, all right, I'm into it now. Would you? Would you be like, I of guess course. the canceled date was for, yeah. All right. I, Just I feels... ain't too proud. Chase that hot dick. We, I don't ever kiss and tell, but he <laughs> dropped me off. <laughs> and... this, this whole podcast could be called kiss and tell, occasional kiss and tell. When it happens, um, I kiss and tell. Yeah, we had a good time at this drag show that'll put any gay in the mood. And then, uh, you know, he dropped me off and we fooled around in his car doing as much as you can do in a car. You can do everything in a car. Have done, would do again. But I have never had full intercourse in a car. You haven't? No, it's like, it's not. Depends on the car, honestly. You got to real. And also, post high school, it really becomes unnecessary. 
I mean, that's true. Although I did have a very hot hookup with an ex, no, uh, my very first boyfriend uh, in college after we broke up. Um, he like randomly, I think we saw each other on Manhunt and we were both horny. And so like he came to my place, we hooked up and then we like went to dinner or something. No, we actually went to a casino in Indiana <laughs> trash. But you fucked like, first. Good for randomly. you. We fucked first. And then he drove me back to my place and... When he dropped me off, we started fooling around in the car and we like just like climbed into the backseat like a couple of teenagers and had it full on it like hot ass steam up the window. Oh, my God. How old were you? Oh, such a such Rose and Jack moment. Like 22, 23. Oh, fun. Did you bottom or top? The the first time earlier in the night, uh, he came over and bottomed, and then uh, I took my turn in the car. I, in that situation, I would assume the person who bottomed the first time would bottom again because you're like already – if you bottomed a few hours ago, you're probably still mm-hmm. ready to go, maybe. Um, but interesting to know, and good for you, how was that dick? Um, you know, that was one thing in that relationship that was not a great relationship. That was one thing that was always fucking A1. I mean, it was top – saucy grade prime beef it was great oh it was god gross <laughs> but yeah big, I got and, you. <laughs> big and juicy wow uh, yeah um, yeah good for me back then good for me um, i mean that was almost 30 years ago now but do you remember how <laughs> yeah, nigh on to 30 years <laughs> do you remember having any concern with like going out for an evening not being ready to bottom and then taking a huge dick in the back of a car no i think that i um I was probably had probably like gotten ready uh, to because I didn't know how it was all going to go when he came over. Uh, we had always been like pretty versed with each other, um, and uh, I just knew that I still was. It just was the the I I've, I've always been it. known pretty well. Like if there's like a risk factor involved, there was no risk. I was gotcha. like, I'm well, ready just, for this. I'm glad to know you had previously prepared. Good for you. I mean, I think so. This was ten years ago, but yeah, it was uh, it was hot, man. Love to hear it, but no, I have not had sex in a car, but we blew okay. each other. <laughs> okay, great. And how was that D? Do you remember? I think it was delightful. This is also A1 prime beef. Um, It was really nice. That's all. Good. Okay. <laughs> well, it was no Merlot. The, Nobody's the, ever been a Merlot. <laughs> the prettiest, the prettiest nine inch cock you've ever seen. Sorry, I went I back mean, and listened to a couple uh, old episodes recently because I had a friend asking for some specific episodes and... Uh, Damn, you uh, you really waxed poetic about that dick. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, because, like, memory's a fickle bitch, but I really latched on to uh, Merlot's penis in uh-huh. a way I did not latch on to anyone else's ever. Who knows how it actually would compare. Fair to say that that's been the prettiest dick you've ever seen? You said it was just nine inches perfect straight gorgeous yeah i think penis. based on my memory but you know mm-hmm. for some reason some things just stick in harder i uh-huh. think so and he had a, a mock turtle if i remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a a nice a nice generous circumcision that left a little bit there to play with <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just here to rem- remind you of sins of the past you said it <laughs> i know i can't believe some of the shit i've said and here we still are doing it uh, here we are episode 87 still shocking yourself march 25th we are going to get through the end of this month thank you so much made oreo truffles to bring in so yummy excuse me are you typing excuse me excuse me michael michael hello mike hi, hi. mike I, <laughs> I was taking my computer off screensaver miss uh, you annoying person <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, you're so good at that. All right, so it's March 25th. The year is 2016. Um, Still good. You made Oreo truffles to bring in. Uh, so yummy. I mean, absolutely. Ah, mm-hmm. I cannot find Chromatica Oreos anywhere in Colorado. Oh, I haven't tried. Everyone's ordering them. I haven't seen anyone go out and buy them. I feel like you have to order them. Oh my them. God. I've seen so many people be like, look what was at the grocery store. Really? They're ordering them from where? Yeah. I've seen people unboxing them. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't know I you think could just, order them. I don't know how, but I bet if you went to gaga.com or something, maybe oreo.com. <laughs> um, talking to Michael a lot again. Oh yeah. Oh, he's talking. Back. Talking. And sucking and, and sucking and kissing and sucking and sucking and sucking some more. You could call me a whore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could. Uh, then you went to John's for five minutes after the show. Oh, why'd you only go to a bar for five minutes? This, I think I neglected to write a really huge thing. Um, I remember going to the bar for five minutes because I was waiting after the show for someone who had sent me flowers that I wanted to thank. It was Secret Admirer? No, this is actually bonkers. Um, so I got flowers in my dressing room, which I have never in my life gotten before. Um, and I was mm. like a small part. It wasn't, you know, there was no real, anyone can get flowers, but I didn't expect them. Um, the letter that was attached was from someone who said they were a friend of my dad's. And I was like, huh, that's so nice and so random. And they said that my dad talks about me all the time and what a talented young whatever I am, young dolphin. (laughs) 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 And that she wanted to come see me. And I was like, that's so sweet. So I... (laughs) It was just a weird thing to say, talented young whatever. (laughs) Talented Um, young... (laughs) That was my dolphin impression. (laughs) It wasn't bad. Um, So anyway, obviously I texted my dad and I was like, your friend sent me flowers. That is so sweet. Who who is this? I want to say thank you after the show. And he was very awkward. And was like, oh, just uh, just some friend from uh, from work. Yeah, she's, she lives around and wanted to see it. And I was like, okay. I kind of didn't... I thought it was weird, but I didn't think that hard into it. Mm -mm, Um, mm -mm. Red flags. So I went to wait after the show to just thank her. I figured she'd see me. So I just put mm-hmm. myself out in the lobby waiting for people to pass by. And yeah. everyone left and nobody showed up. And I, that's why I went to John's late for like five minutes. Okay. Um, didn't think anything about it. The name on the card was Sharon. So Sharon, we found out after my dad went to prison via his emails and texts, he left all he knew he was going to prison didn't tell any of us but somehow failed to delete all the shit he needed to delete on all his devices so good on him that's how we found out most of the shit not the sharpest bulb in the shed we've been there he um was for the last few years or whatever one of his women was a woman named sharon and women you mean special friends special friends Sex, Um, sex partner yeah and we know this for sure because then sharon started uh sending letters to my mom, to my brother and sister's work. She never sent me one, uh, but she started harassing my family, saying <gasps> you're fucking Sharon, saying your father is not the man he's been said. She was a, a woman scorned, um, and oh. she then started to let it. She was she trying was, to spill the tea. Yeah, and uh, it was like back and forth between like, I'm just trying to help you to also like, he's my man. It was a very psychotic situation. Anyway, it wasn't until I saw this name over and over that I was like, oh my God, it was Sharon. Sharon sent me those flowers four years ago. That weird woman who my show That's like show a weird pl- like, plot point in a in a drama on television. Like this woman just Bonkers. like, like 
trying to ingratiate herself with like her lover's son, even though like he does, your dad absolutely did not want her to send you flowers and did not want you to know that Sharon existed. Oh, we all know he was lying to us. Even now, even to today, he doesn't admit to anything. And I'm pretty sure based on Facebook, they're currently dating. Um, (gasps) But he, no, mm -hmm. Um, a woman scorned and she's back with him. She needs to respect herself. Can I tell you? He didn't want us to know about her so much. And I guess because if we found out about her, we'd find out about the whole double life, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So much so that this lady offered to, I believe, mortgage her house to give him the $85,000 he needed to come up with for a partial restitution that would have helped lighten his sentence or remove his sentence to just parole. He did not take her up on this offer because he didn't want us to find out where he got that money from. How did you come to know all this? Uh, from her letters afterward and from emails. Oh, God oh, damn it, oh. Sharon. Yeah. And then also there's emails yeah. with her. There's <laughs> No, there's yeah. some really, I never read all the emails. My brother did. And he showed my mom some, and my brother is like the most scorned of the, the three kids I've said before because he read all of his interactions and I guess they're pretty fucking nasty. Um, but one of them included something along the lines of my dad saying, when Sharon offered this money, I can't let them know because I have it too good with Rose. She doesn't know anything and I'm on her health insurance and like I don't want to um, oh, mess that no. up. Oh, no. This gets uglier and uglier. I was not prepared so for ugly. that. Oh, uh, Yeah, it's gross. Um, I, I honestly get it why your brother like is so like I have no room for this human I know that it's your dad and it's very complicated but like the fact that like to read that kind of stuff that kind of like just user behavior towards someone as like it, someone as innocent in this whole situation as your mother is so fucking hurtful and like disgusting and it's just awful. I'm really, really impressed with her resilience because when I have had the pleasure of interacting with her, she is, she seems like a very happy person. Like she's found happiness after, through all this, you know, through it, but past it, I suppose. No, it was easy. She, I have never in my life seen her look so relieved and content than the day, the hour after my dad went to prison, we were in the parking lot at the courthouse and she looked like a thousand pounds had been lifted off her. Really? And we didn't. Yes, and we didn't know anything at this point. Uh She just had been so anxious for so long because it was obvious. Obviously, these things didn't add up. Something was wrong. My dad was so sketchy, and we didn't know what it was about. We hadn't put the pieces together. But still, my mom was dealing with this anxiety for years of something shady happening that she doesn't know what. She could feel the betrayal but couldn't put it together, you know? So anyway, once that was removed, she was like, I can breathe. Like, she was worried every day, especially after— the cops came to our house, you know, half a year or a year ago at this point in the journal, um, close to a year. After that, she knew something was up and was just waiting for the other shoe to drop and it hadn't dropped. And so every night she's going to sleep yeah. with a pit in her stomach. Are cops going to come again? Is my house going to get taken from me? What don't I know? So it was a gigantic relief to at least have the perpetrator out of the situation. And then it was another very long process before the divorce. But she is the most happily divorced lady I've ever met in my life living her best life (laughs) that's that's truly wonderful to hear i love that because i feel like it could really really just like weigh someone down but i am glad that it went the opposite direction and it it lightened her up that's amazing lightened her load don't say load um (laughs) listen you know what mike I normally want to get through two weeks per episode, but I think that's a great place to end. We didn't quite make it through two weeks, but a lot happened. Yeah, that's fine. I think we have a couple 
mediocre shows left and we'll be done with the contract i'm not worried um <laughs> great well next episode we'll definitely see a new beginning for you which is you know new beginning same old shit that's another good title for this podcast new beginnings <laughs> all right mikey uh, aside from your mother did we hear from any listeners this week <laughs> sure did uh first we have one from peter and he said hi mitch and or cam i've listened to your <laughs> Off your roaring start. I've listened to your podcast for about a year now. You know, I find that hard to believe um, and, and feel this would be something you'd find equal parts amusing and horrifying. Enjoy. And it's a link to some gross uh, cake farty porny thing. <laughs> anyway, I did you just say cake fart? Yeah, I don't I can't get into it. Um, <laughs> it's as bad as you could imagine. And okay. uh, he's right. I was. Uh, amused isn't the word more concerned i just wrote oh my dot 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 and he wrote mike sorry not a good multitasker so he did correct himself it was okay. just a sausage finger moment um <laughs> sausage finger m-i-t-c-h yeah m-i-t-c-h yeah that's not a sausage finger moment that's a, at best a brain fart moment at worst hmm. he doesn't listen closely enough to know your name i, I all right well, i was trying to defend him but you heard it here cam's dragging him down and then i had a friend reach out who said you know we've been talking at length about me getting a dog and she said that whether or not i am ready to get one i need to get my name in at adoption agencies because it took her months and months to just get approved and that even before I can begin thinking about taking a dog home, I just need to get through, um, you know, the approval process. So to forget about whether or not I want it and just get going. Quick Which note, is the same. Um, Go ahead. Usually in, you know, common vernacular, when people say adoption agency, they definitely mean children um, as opposed to a shelter or a pet rescue. <laughs> Yeah, same as Someone recently asked me if I wanted kids, and I was like, I do, but I want someone to help with the responsibility. I was like, oh, and by kids, I mean dogs. Um, <laughs> um, and lastly, I just wanted an update about that poll we put on Instagram last week about the pissing area versus the little boys, girls, kids room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a winner, and the winner is by 65% to 35%, the pissing area was the okay. selection. So we got a super majority. It is now called the pissing area. Uh, yeah, but that's, hmm, it's not really a fair comparison because I never say the little boys room and I'm definitely never going to say the pissing area. So I'm glad that, uh, more people would say the latter than the former though, because the little, going to the little kids room, making it gender neutral makes it sound so much more offensive somehow. <laughs> I'm going to go um, piss in the little kids room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really care for it. So, uh, all right. The people have spoken. And if the people have more to say, they could reach out to us on Instagram at MBFJ podcast. They could drop us a line via email, my best friends journal at gmail.com. Uh, or if they just want to see more about the show, they could visit my best friends journal.com. Oh, what an amazing website. An and... amazing website <laughs> that is, hasn't been updated in two years. Don't look too closely. And also, as always, please. I say it every week, and I mean it every week. Leave us a rating and review if you haven't already done so. Share the word. Send a favorite episode to a friend. We really appreciate it. Shout it from the proverbial rooftops. And that does it for this week. So until next time, Mikey, always remember, Sharon can go fuck herself. <laughs> also my dad, though. More my dad. My dad should have fucked himself. Okay. Just everyone should fuck yourselves, okay? <laughs> <laughs> everyone fuck yourself. Who's gonna talk?